Hey, you guys, I'm your host, Deanna, and welcome to the Becoming a Divine Lady podcast. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Becoming a Divine Lady. I hope you all are having a great week so far. I thank you for everybody who has been listening to the podcast, everybody who has been sharing the podcast. We have been growing, and that means that more people want to become Divine Ladies. So I thank you all. It really do make me happy. The reason it makes me happy is because that means there's more and more people wanting to get closer to God. That means that there's more and more people wanting to hear the Word of God. And we want to become Divine Ladies, like I said. So I thank you and I appreciate you. Continue to share the podcast with any ladies that you may know. Just really quickly, don't forget to sign up for the daily devotionals. I'll leave the link below. All you have to do is click on the link and put your email and then you will start receiving the daily devotionals every morning at 6 a.m. So you can start your day off reading a little devotional, right? So I recently just got finished reading a book called Ferocious Warrior and that's by Cora Jakes Coleman. Um, that's T.D. Jake's daughter. And I really think that it's a good read. And what I would like to do is go over a couple of the chapters with you. And even though I'm going to go over a few of those chapters, I definitely recommend that you do get this book and read it on your own. Because, like I said, it's a great read. But I will leave the link below in the notes so that you can order it from Amazon. The link will take you directly to Amazon. Um, so you can order it and check it out for yourself, Okay. All right, so in this book, The Ferocious Warrior, Cora Jakes Coleman basically teaches you how to activate your faith with prayers and affirmations, right? And to experience and maintain your deliverance and sharpen your spiritual weapons that brings victory. So this one chapter that I wanted to share with you ladies is called Press Your Way Through. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. I will give you the self-reflection questions towards the end. I think it is safe to say that we all have been through something in our lives where we felt hurt in some kind of way. And some of us has dealt with depression. Some of us dealt with loss and heartbreak, like true heartbreak. And every divine lady that listens to this, we all have to learn to persevere in the midst of pain. And fighting that pain will help teach us how to pray in the midst of all that hurt, depression, loss, and that heartbreak, right? So Cora in this chapter, she talks about when she tried to adopt her first son. And without telling all of, all of the book, I'm just going to sum it up. When she was trying to adopt a son, um, she was able to bring him home as a newborn baby. Since, you know, he was a couple of days old. And things didn't really work out after a little while of her bringing him home. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to explain the whole thing. I will let you read that part once you do order the book. But she mentioned something that was really important. She said that she thought that she was being punished at first because the things didn't work out when she was trying to adopt the son. She said she felt like she was being punished at first. And it really had me thinking, like, how many of us feel like we're being punished by God at one point in our lives? Meaning like whatever it is we went through or even that we're going through, like why is this happening to me? Like what did I do to deserve any of this? And you are hurt, right? And something that Cora said really stood out. She said that although she felt like she was being punished, 
she realized that God was just pruning her. And she gave an example of how gardeners cut back certain parts of plants to encourage it to grow. That is what God is doing. God will cut away parts, meaning remove things from our lives that keep us from becoming the best version of ourselves and to prepare us for something greater. You know, it really had me to think about the scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, like God plans is to prosper us and not harm us, right? Sometimes it can be the worst thing that we're dealing with in our lives and God will will use that situation because he wants us to grow our faith in him. And you know what I learned during the tough times while growing my relationship with God? I learned to start to pray God's words back to him. Like when I was praying before, I just was, it was like a repetitive prayer. But as I'm growing in prayer, I'm learning to start to pray God's words back to him and really believe in it. And by doing that, it really increased my faith. You know, if you don't really know scriptures, I don't know a lot of scriptures off the top of my head. I studied a few of them. But if you don't know scriptures, that's okay. You can go to the Bible app and you can type in how you're feeling. Like if you're feeling anger or you're feeling anxiety coming on or doubt or fear, any of that stuff, you can type it in on the Bible app or even Google. You can type in um, scriptures for doubt, scriptures for anxiety scriptures for fear or however it is that you're feeling for sadness even for happiness even for gratefulness you can type in how you're feeling and ask for scriptures around that right if you don't know the scriptures and that's okay if you don't know the scriptures I don't want anybody to think that oh we all have to know the scriptures or no you can't get to know God because you don't know scriptures no it's gonna take time all right so anyway back to the point I was making um What we can do with those scriptures is we can now take those scriptures and add them while we're praying. So praying God's words and promises back to him and really start to believe it, it will increase your faith tremendously. Like it will really increase it because you're saying God's words back to him. And remember, we have to remember that the Bible is a living word, right? And God is not a God he should lie. So we pray his word back to him. It's going to make us start to believe it more because now we're saying it out loud. We're saying it back to God. Anyway, I just wanted to give you that. But back to the book. In this chapter, Cora referenced a story about the woman with the issue of blood. And I love to hear the story. I'm going to read the story from the Bible. And it can be found in three different places. You can read it from Matthew um, chapter 9 verses 20 through 22. You can read it in Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. And you can find it in Luke chapter 8, verses 43 to 48. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to combine two of them. And I'm going to start in Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 29. And it reads, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from the suffering. All right, and now I'm going to jump to Luke chapter 8, verses 45 to 48. It says, Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, 
and I know that power has gone out from me. Then a woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, she came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So the reason why I combined the two different, even though they're the same stories, the two different books kind of tell it a little different. I think it's important because it talks about how this woman had been going to the doctors and she spent all her money and basically they couldn't figure out what it was and it got worse or how to stop it and it got worse. But in Luke, it talks about how Jesus says, basically, when this woman touched him, he knew that power had gone out of him. He felt it. So it's important information, and that's why I combined the two. Now, in this chapter, Cora talked about how during the time this woman was considered to be unclean. And she wasn't even able to be around her family or her friends because of the laws back then. She couldn't be around anybody for 12 years. Because she had this, she was considered as unclean because she had a sickness. She, she was bleeding for 12 years. She had an issue with blood. And if you ever felt broken, if you ever felt lost hope, you can relate to this woman with the issue of the blood. This woman was broken in body and soul and Jesus was her only hope. Just this woman believing that if she just touched the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. Can you imagine this woman? Like she been bleeding for 12 years. Can you just picture how hard it would be to get through a crowd? I don't like crowds. That's, I, <laughs> I hate crowds. But can you imagine this woman who has an issue of blood? She's probably weak. And she's trying to push her way through this crowd so she can touch the hem of his garment. Can you imagine? Like picture it in your head. Picture a crowd and having to push through a crowd to try to reach for the hem of Jesus' garment. And because she did that, she received the healing that she needed after basically taking a walk of faith through a crowd. So what I wanted to share with you from this chapter of the book are these points that Cora explained. She said that there are three power aspects of what the woman with the issue of blood did to find wholeness after so many years of bleeding. She said she had a heart to be healed. She knew what to reach for and she had faith and she breaks down each one. So I'm just going to, I'm going to read to you what she wrote for the heart to be healed. She said that she was so motivated to be healed that she pushed past the obstacles, the rulers of her culture, and even the press of the crowd to get to the one who can make her whole. We cannot be healed if we don't pursue healing. We have to be willing to talk about our problems and share our hurt and anger with God. Even before that, we have to be willing to admit that we need healing, both in our hearts and in our relationship with God. Sometimes we can become so angry that it will start to consume us. But if we want to be whole in the midst of our anger and pain, we must walk towards the healer and reach out to him by faith, believing he is going to make us whole. All right, um, the next point that she made was this woman, she knew what to reach for. And Cora said, as the woman with the issue took those careful steps towards Jesus, the Bible says she told herself, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll know I will be made whole. When a woman extended her hand and touched Jesus, she wasn't just reaching for his garment. 
She was reaching for the power of his word. And she didn't just let her fingers graze Jesus' garment. The Greek word translated touch in Matthew chapter 9 verse 21 is heptomai. In the definition to that word, and I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm sorry if I'm saying the word, but I believe it's heptomai. But it means to fasten oneself to, adhere to, cling to. So this woman fastened herself to Jesus. It says she touched his garment, the hem of his garment, which means she fastened herself to Jesus. She was hanging on to his word. So when we are hurting and we're broken and we need healing by faith, we must reach for the word of God and we must cling to it. We have to cling to his promises to us. We must reach for prayer and declare God's word back to him. There is nothing wrong with saying, like, God, help me. Like, help me, Jesus. But there is power in praying specific prayers and strategic prayers over a situation. It's, it's okay. There was power in finding scriptures that relate to our circumstances and reminding God of his words. There's power in that. We can reach for God knowing that we can approach God. We can approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And it says that in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Now going back to the story, um, um, Corver also said that this woman with the issue of blood, she had faith. And she said that when a woman reached for the hem of Jesus' garment, she was reaching for the promises of God's word. But there was more to it. She was using faith in his word. The woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus' garment because she believed he was the promised Messiah who would have healing in his wings. She believed that touching Jesus would make her whole because she believed that Jesus was who the word said he was. And that he can do what his word said he can do. Most of the time we pray on a level of our faith and we reach for God on a level of our faith too. Like we grow spiritually on the level of our faith. It's all based on our faith. And the stronger our faith becomes, the more our prayer life will develop, right? So my question is to you, what are you doing to grow your faith? None of us, including me, can afford to remain in kindergarten forever. There are people to influence for God and souls to bring into the kingdom. And sometimes we think that depression and pain will be the end of us but instead it really brings out the strength in us that we don't even know that we have and everything that we think was sent to break us and make us weaker will only make us stronger and it should teach us to pray what God says no matter how we feel if God is saying it then that's what that's what we have to pray back to him you know what something that we don't realize is that we are in charge of how we respond to the fights that we face in our life. We are the ones that are in charge of how we respond. Nobody else. And in his book, The Ferocious Warrior, Cora asks, what kind of warrior will you be? And she gives examples of different type of warriors that I'm going to read to you. It states that some people are lazy warriors who always run away from the fight because they are afraid to face their fears they remain stagnant in life and never move forward. That's lazy warriors. Then there are prideful warriors. These warriors face the fight without even considering God as their guide. They take on the fight without wisdom and they think that they are the only ones who can save anyone and the only ones who can save themselves. 
that's prideful warriors. We also have naive warriors. These warriors don't guard themselves at all. They trust everyone and don't use discernment. Naive warriors are also easily deceived and detoured by the tricks of the enemy. And they end up going through the same fight over and over again because they trust the people who take advantage of them for their personal gain. So again, that's naive warriors. And then she talks about ferocious warriors. Ferocious warriors don't fear the fight. They learn the strategies of the enemy and willingly run into battle to take back everything the enemy has tried to steal from them. Ferocious warriors are a threat to the enemy because the enemy cannot control them. Ferocious warriors believe and trust God so much that they are not intimidated by the enemy. They have set their minds on obtaining the blessings and promises of God. Ferocious warriors are diligent warriors, always training to become better than they were before. They take initiative and they change the game. They are calculated warriors and have no problem working hard. Ferocious warriors will go through the fire, the flood, the pain, and the sorrow of the fight to become better for the next battle. They approach the fight knowing God has the victory. Ferocious warriors don't mind being uncomfortable because they understand that sometimes God will give you something that you are uncomfortable with just to train you for what is coming. So she breaks down these different warriors. Again, it's lazy warriors. There are prideful warriors, naive warriors, and then there are ferocious warriors. So again, the question is what kind of warrior will you be? So ladies, I really wanted to share this chapter with you because I felt that it was really important for us to know and talk about. Like really think right now, what type of warrior are you? And if you're not a ferocious warrior, that's okay. We can get there. We just have to stay focused on God. Stay focused on God's word. And know that we already have the victory through Christ. And as we become divine ladies, we have to discover the warriors within ourselves. We will discover the strength that comes from putting our trust in God. We will discover the the level of freedom we probably have never known. And we will also draw closer to God as we look to him and his word for the answers. Having our heart broken sometimes, and it doesn't have to be a relationship for your heart to be broken. I don't want people to take that the wrong way. But having our hearts broken, it opens up to whatever God wants to do. God uses pain to help make us divine ladies and ferocious warriors. The hard times help us to learn and lean on him and his word. They really test our endurance. So again, I really thought that this was a good chapter of the book to share with you ladies. When I was reading it, I just I just felt like somebody needed to hear it. So here are some self-reflection questions to ask yourself. Number one is based on the examples of the different type of warriors that Cora gave in her book, what type of warrior are you? Number two, do you reach for the promises of God's word? And number three is, are you ready to press your way through whatever it is that you're dealing with right now? So since this podcast is based on a chapter of pressing our way through, I'm going to read the prayer from this book also. Um, And again, the book is Ferocious Warrior by Cora Jakes Coleman. I'm going to leave it in the link below. I definitely recommend that you ladies get this book. It's such a good read. 
it, and it helps in so many different ways. And every chapter ends with a prayer. This prayer that I'm going to read for you ladies, it states that she uses this when she needed God to heal her heart. And I pray that it helps to heal all hearts as well. All right. Um, I want you to, to listen to this prayer as if it's coming from you. And if you have to repeat it, that's OK. Repeat it. If you have to go back and listen to it again, listen to it again. So it states, Lord God, I thank you for being my healer. I ask that you heal my heart. I confess, God, that I have not always loved you or your people the way I should have. I confess that I have sometimes been selfish. I confess that sometimes I have played the victim when you have called me to be victorious. So I thank you for not keeping a record of my wrongings and forgiving me and cleaning me up when I made mistakes. I pray, God, that you wash me clean of every hurt and pain that has caused me to rest in depression and not destiny. Receive my broken heart and make it brand new. I ask, oh God, that you strengthen me, remove every dark spirit of depression, discouragement, and suicide from my heart, mind, and body and spirit. I ask you, Lord God, to open my eyes to see who I really am and who you are in my life. I ask, oh God, that you would stir up the gifts inside of me that I may be successful in the spaces you have appointed me to be successful in. I denounce and destroy every spirit that desires to keep me bound and broken. And I ask you to fill me up until I want no more. God, I ask you to bring meaning to every mess in my life and reveal your glory in me. God, place a hedge of protection around me. I decree and declare my heart is healed and whole and I am not broken any longer. I decree and declare that my life is filled with peace, power, and prosperity. Thank you, God, for being my way maker and my help in a time of trouble. I look to you for help in the midst of any trouble. I thank you for giving me another chance to seek your face and for turning this situation around. I believe it is so by faith, and by faith it is so. Amen. So ladies, I hope that this podcast was able to help you in some way. I ask that you please share with any ladies that you may know. You know, I always say you never know what somebody else may be going through and what they need to hear. Something that may not have hit a pain point for you and it may um, hit different for somebody else and help somebody else. There are souls connected to our obedience and it's our responsibility to make sure that we stay obedient. And we can do that also by passing the word on of our wonderful God. So please share and have them to pass it on and just keep going. We are growing and I definitely appreciate you ladies for listening. Um, don't forget to sign up for the daily devotionals. You can click the link below. And don't forget the book um, Ferocious Warrior by Cora Jax Coleman. That link also will be below. It's going to take you right to the Amazon website where you can purchase there. Um, I definitely recommend that you get the book. So I hope you ladies have a great rest of your week. Bye ladies. <laughs>